Will you talk about things? Good evening. <laughs> Seriously. Good evening. Tonight we're learning Maseches Yoma, Daf Lamed Beis, and as well Daf Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph. We'll be stopping about uh, four lines from the bottom of the page on Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph. Um, the the Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph is a very well-known Gemara, a Gemara that we read in Korbanos uh, regularly, if we read Korbanos. Hopefully we do. And uh, I, I don't always make it, but when I do, I, I like to say this paragraph as well. So that's the Gemara that we'll see on Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph. But before that, we have some learning to do in regards to um, in regards to what our Mishnah spoke about, which is that we have we know that we have to the Kohen Gadol has to go to the mikvah five times and he has to do Kiddush Adayim Baraglaim ten times. So let's jump into that sugya. Three lines from the top of Lamed Beis and The rabbis have taught us in a brisa. Uva Aharon El Ohel Moed. What is that pasuk talking about? What is Uva? Lama Huva? What is he coming for? Einoba. He has to go in and remove the spoon and remove the tray. The whole Torah is really written, is really written in order with the exception of this Pasuk. This Pasuk that speaks about the need for the Kohen to go in and get the Machta and to go in and get the Kaf, it has to be out of order. Why does it have to be out of order? Why wouldn't we take the Torah at face value? That should be the easiest part. So we can't. And this is a great intersection of Torah Shabal Pen, Torah Shabal We are allowing the Torah Shebaal Peh to be stronger than what we see in the Pesukim, my Taima, because Amar of Chizda Gemiri, we have a tradition. What is our tradition? Of Hamesh Tevilos Vasar Kiddush and Tovel Kohen Gadol Nekadosh Bobayom. That's what our Mishnah said, that the Kohen Gadol has to go to the Mikvah five times and he has to do 10 Kiddush Adayim Viraglaim, 10 times he has to wash his hands and feet. But if you say that the Torah was to be in perfect order, so then what would end up happening? The Kisidran, eight lines down, Lamed Bez Kisidran, then we would only be left with three times that he would go to the mikvah and six times of Kiddush Adai We'll see why later, but I'll forecast a little bit, foreshadow for you what's happening here, is that the only time that he ever goes to the mikvah and therefore does the Kiddush Adai is when there's a change of clothing. And as we'll see soon, if we had the uh, collection of the Kaf and the Machta in the order of the Pesukim, there would have been no change of clothes between uh, two of the steps, in which case he could not have gone to the mikvah two of those times. So now we're down from five mikvah attendances to three. And that only leaves us with six kiddush nine braglan. That can't be. So just a beautiful raya ladavar that we hold, halacha lamaisa, that we hold that the Torah Shabal Peh, that if we have a, a mesorah of the Torah Shabal Peh, it's even stronger than Pshat and Pesukim. It's the explanation of Pshat and Pesukim. So that's a huge nafkamina between the Purushim and the Tzadukim, those of us who follow our Masora versus those of us who don't. So the Gemara says, Tanya, another Brisa that speaks in more detail about this. Tanya, Amr of Yehuda, What is the Marimakom that indicates as much that the Kohen Gadol has to go to the mikvah five times and that he has to uh, have 10 Kiddush Adai This we'll see as a Machlokas in the Tanaim, says the Gemara, one third of the way down, Talmud Lomar, that's what the Pasuk says. And what we can see from these Pesukim, if we were to read them carefully, what do you see from here? That every time you change your clothes from one avoda to the next, you're obligated to go to the mikvah. And with each mikvah is two kiddusha daim v'raglam. That's how we get to the five avodas, the five parts of the avoda. I'm a Rebbe, I disagree. What, what does Rebbe say is the source for the five times that the Kohen Gadol will go to the mikvah 
and the, uh, the 10 times that he will do Kiddush Rain Braglaim, it's from a different set of Sukkim, Shana Amar, the Pasuk writes, And when you look at these Sukkim carefully, halfway down on Lamed Beis and what would we see? You'd see from here, different set of Sukkim. However, in addition to the Sukkim being different, Rebbe adds another, another uh, answer, Omer. And the Brisa continues. Rebbe says that he has the second reason as to why uh, we know this. What does the Pasuk say? Big day And we'll see how to understand this in a minute. But Rebbe gives Tupsukim in order to explain the Shita, in order to explain our Mishnah of how we know that a coin Gadol has to go to the mikvah five times, do Kiddush Daim Raglaim ten times. What? It's the day of Yom Kippur, by the five avodas of Yom Kippur. Yeah, exactly. In fact, your question plays perfectly into the continuation of the b'risa. This is one very long b'risa. The b'risa started about 10 lines uh, down with the word Tanya, and we're still in the midst of it. We're not done yet. And to your point, Rabbi Altol, here's what the b'risa says. Here are the five avodas that took place on Yom Kippur. Number one, and what did he wear? He did the Tamil Shachar in the gold uh, the gold clothes of the of the coin Gadol. Next, Avodas Hayom Big Day Lavan. He did the appropriate avodas for that day, specific for that day. And what did he do? He changed his clothes into Big Day Lavan, into the white clothes, into the linen clothing. So changed his clothes. That requires Tevila, and that requires Kiddushalayim Braglaim. Elo, when he brings his ram, Ba'ayel Ha'am, and the ram on behalf of the people, he's changing his clothes yet again, Big Day Zahav. So, so far we have Zahav, Lavan, Zahav. We're doing good. We're alternating. And then Kafa Machta, the Big Day Lavan. This is how we understood the Psukim above, that it had to be that the Kafa and the Machta were here and not at the end, because otherwise he wouldn't be flip-flopping his clothes. We needed the flip-flopping of clothes to get to the number of five Tvilos and ten Kiddusha Yadayim V'Raglaim. So Kafa Machta, the Big Day Lavan. And then Tamit Shabbin Harabayim, the Big Day Zahav. And then when it came to the Tamit Shabbin Harabayim, he would switch his clothes yet again. Very good. Fine, you gave me the fact that he needs to go to the mikvah five times. How do I know that every time he goes to the mikvah, that therefore means he's going to do the, the Kiddush Adayim Braglaim twice? We saw this a little bit yesterday. Let's see the, the Gemara again. Two-thirds of the way down, Lamed Beis Amadal, Talmud Omar. What does the Pasuk write? Upashat verachatz verachatz vilavash. These are words in the Torah. And what does it say? It says, it says verachatz twice. Uh, that's answer number one. However, Belazar, Bereb Shimon, Omer, he says, no, it's not because of the Pasuk, it's because of a Kalvach Omer. That's how I know. Again, the question we're answering is, how do we know that each time the Kohen Gadol goes to the mikvah as he changes his clothes, that he has to do Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglaim twice? So answer number one was based on Pesukim and Tezrachat twice. And Rebbe Lazar, Bereb Shimon, gives a Kalvach Omer. Makom She'ein Ta'on Tfilah Ta'on Kiddush, kiddush, um, ta'on kiddush Makom. Um, sorry, Kiddush, just like a case, I put my comma in the wrong place there, sorry. Kiddush, in a place where there, uh, where there's no mikvah required, um, there we require Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim, then Makom Shaton Tfila, Enodin, the tone Kiddush, then especially in a place where it's Ton Tfila, all the more so, he should have to do Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim. So to ask the Gemara against this, but hold on one second, we know by a coin hedgeot, we know that by a coin hedyod, that he only needs to do one kiddush adayim v'raglaim. Maybe we should have argued afkan kiddush echad that we only need one kiddush adayim v'raglaim. Talmud Omar says the Gemara. We're talking about a coin gadol, and here we have to understand the pesukim like this. What does the pasuk say? He has to remove the big day habad. He has to remove the linen clothes that he is wearing. So says the Gemara. Why do you have to say he has to remove the clothes that he's wearing? Pasha, he's wearing them already. Well, we don't have extra words in the Torah. 
Of course, the only thing that you can ever remove is that which you're wearing. So why does the Torah detail with the words Asher Lavash? Ella says the Gemara, when the Torah says the words Asher Lavash, it's Lahakish Pshita Lelavisha, to make a comparison between disrobing and getting dressed. Malavisha Taun Kiddush, just like when one gets dressed, they have to do Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim, Pshita Taun Kiddush, and therefore over here, he would also need to do Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim. So that's how the Gemara answers this question about whether or not, not whether or not, but how we know that with every tefillah, one has to do, do Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim twice, once by Pshita, by disrobing, and once by getting dressed again. And now the Gemara is, uh, has finished up this uh, bris, so we're going to analyze it in one, two, three different points until we get to the bottom of the next Amud. Here's point number one. Really, the Gemara here should say Omar Mar, which is the standard language of uh, quoting from a Braitha that we are about to analyze. So it should say, as the Meforshim here points out on the side, Amar Mar, uh, Amar Rabbi Huda, and then a quote from our Mishnah, we, our, our Braitha that we've been learning, right? If you look back at the Braitha that starts 10 lines down, you'll see we're quoting from right there. Unless here we are, six, seven lines from the bottom of the page on Lamed Bey Zamaralet, says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Minayin L'chamish Tfilas, Vatsar Kedushin Shetov HaKangadol Makadosh Babayom. We asked this question above. This is all a quote from the Braitha, and the Gemara there answered, Talmud Lomar, Uvo Aron, El Oel Moed, what did we learn from those? That's a quote from the Brisa that we just saw toward the top of the page. So ask the Gemara, fine, you learn from those Psukim that you're obligated to do uh, Tvila every time he changes his clothes, every time he switches Avodas. Fine, very good. So Ashkechan, the Psukim are clear. We can understand me big day love and the big day zav. The Pasuk is referring specifically to a case where the Kohen Gadol is going from Big Day Lavan, from the linen clothing, into the Big Day Zahav. So that, the Pasuk is clear about that. It's explicit about that. What the Pasuk is not explicit about is the following. Mi Big Day Zahav, the Big Day Lavan, me nine. But when you're switching in the other direction, how then do you know that you have to go to the mitzvah? The Bryce said it as though it was Dvarim Shutim. So it says the Gemara, top of Lamed Beis and Beis, very first words, Tana de Beir Bishmal Kal The Gemara says, the reason we know what was our question again? How do we know from big day zot to big day, big day lavan that we are obligated to do, that the coin Gadol is obligated to go to the mikvah? So he says, I have a kal v'chomer, top line. Ma big day zahav, she'in koin nechnas ben lifnai v'lifnim ta'un tefila. The big day zahav, the coin Gadol doesn't go in lifnai v'lifnim. He doesn't go into the kodesh in the big day zahav. He only goes in in the big day bad, in the, in the very simple clothing, in the linen clothing. So if, if by the big day zahav, where, where he's not nechnas lifnai v'lifnim, there we say ta'un tefila then big day then the white garments that he wears to do the avoda inside, all the more so, that's the case. So that we ask, we only see in one direction from the Pasuk, from Bad, the, the linen clothing to the, to the golden clothing that we have to go to the mikvah. How do we know the other way from the golden clothing? Which way was it? How do we know from the big day up to the big day Lavan? It's required. So this is the Kalva Chomer. So it says the Gemara, no, I don't accept your Kalva Chomer. Four lines down, equal the Mifrach. I could ask you the following, you told me that there's something more unique about the Big Day Bad, and that is that they are um, worn by the Kohen Gadol when he goes into the Kodesh. However, there is something unique about the Big Day Zav, which ruins your Kal V'chomer. Remember, a Kal V'chomer assumes that something is Kal and something is Chomer. So the Havamina was that the Big Day Vad was Chomer and that it's broadly Fnai thin. That's where the Kohen Gadol wears it. So says the Gemara, your Kal is not a good Kal V'chomer, Yikal Nifrach, that there's something unique about the Big Day Zav, which is Shekin Kaparos and Merubah. More actions of Kapara are done with the Big Day Zav. 
So I'm not saying it's not unique. Of course, there's a uniqueness that the big devad are worn into the Kodesh, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of kapara happening. So therefore, the Gemara says, you're asking good. You're trying to find out, as we saw from the bottom of Lamed Beis and Mabez. We know, says the Gemara, from Big Day Love and the Big Day Zav, why you have to go to the mikvah. That's explicit in the Pasuk. But what about the other way from Big Day Zav to Big Day Love? And says, therefore, says the Gemara, we reject this first approach. Says the Gemara, we're going to answer this question based on the Shita of Rebbe. Remember the Rebbe that we saw in the uh, in the Bryce in the previous summit, Lamed Beis and Aleph, had two psukim. So we're going to dig into that right now. What was his shita? Quote, this is a quote from the Brisa. Six lines down, Lama Bez Mabez. Ama Rebbe, me nine lachavesh tvilas beasar kedushin shtova koin gadol mekadish baba yom. Tamalomar, what were his tupsukim? Here's Pasuk number one. Tamalomar, ksonus bar kodesh yel baasha lamarata. What do we see from that Pasuk? Shakol mishana mevoda lavoda shetam tvila. So that was his raya against the Tanakhama. He uses the Pasuk of ksonus bar kodesh yel baasha. And he says that from there, we see that whenever one switches from one avoda to the next, that he's obligated to go to the mikvah. Okay, says the Gemara, even by you, the Psukim are clear about big days of to big day love. What about the other way? The big day love on the big days of Minayan. So then, Tana Debe Rabbi Shmuel, let's see if, Rebbe, if this will stand up to the test uh, with Rebbe's answer. Tana Debe Rabbi Shmuel, Kalvachomer, Ma big day love on, She'ein Kaparos and Meruba to Unintvila. This is a reverse. This is the exact opposite approach that we took in the Kalvachomer above. And we're saying as follows. Just like the big day Lavan, she'ain kaparos and meruba to unen tefila, that which doesn't have a lot of kapara, the white begadim, they don't have a lot of activities of kapara. It's a once a year episode. I'm not saying it isn't significant. Pashat, it's significant that he's wearing it. It's still mechudash that he's wearing white, and that he goes lifnayv lifnayv. But it doesn't have as many um, as many check marks of moments of kapara achieved as does the big day zav. So if the big day Lavan, where ain kaparos and meruba, where there isn't a lot of kapara achieved by the white begadim, there we say ta'un and tefillah, then big day zav, shekaparasa meruba, enodin shetun and tefillah. So we're trying to highlight, we're reversing the kalva chomer. We're saying that what's the chomer part? The chomer part is the zav. Says the Gemara, no, ikka lemiprach, ma le big day lavan, sheken nichnas, ben lifnai v'lifnim. Your kalva chomer is ruined yet again. You wanted to say we reversed it. You wanted to say that now the kalva chomer is that the chomer side is the zav because there's it's kaparasa and meruba. Oh, so therefore all the more so. Says the Gemara, okay, but each of them have a chiddush to them, and the, the begadim levanim have something unique that, that they go lifnai v'lifnim. So says the Gemara, this is exactly why Rabbi Huda Anasi, Rabbi, quoted a second pasuk in the Brisa, Hainu dekatani, one third of the way down Lama Beis Mabez, Hainu dekatani ve'omer, big day kodashem v'rachat says v'sarob ba'mayim u'levesham. But that second pasuk is the indicator. Remember, we were asking here against the Shita of Rabbi, how does Rabbi understand Get, getting the uh, requirement of tevila from big day love into big days up. That's not what the Pasuk was talking about. So he said it's from the Pasuk of Omer. The second Pasuk that he quoted was to make sure that we knew uh, that uh, the obligation to do tevila is both when switching from the big days up to the big day love on and when switching from the big day love on to the big days up. So that was one point of analysis that we just had from our, our Tosefta. And we're going to do another one now, starting uh, with the words which was toward the end of that bright. So, so let's dig in over there. We're one third of the way down. We had said in the Brisa quote, the Chameshavodo saying Tamishal Shachar be big day Zahav, that the Tamishal Shachar is worn where the Kohen wears the golden clothes. Avodas Hayom be big day Lavan. He does the Avoda, the Kohen Gadol will wear the big day Lavan when he goes Lifnai be Lifnim. Elo his ram the Ail Ha'am be big day Zahav. He would switch back into the gold investments and uh, take care of. He would do the Shrita of his ram and the ram that was representative for the Jewish people. And then he would do put on the Lavan again for Kaf. Uh, for the spoon and for the tray that was in the Kodesh. And then he'd switch back again one more time for the Tamid, Shalbein Arabayim, the big day, Zav. That's the quote of the Brysa. So asks the Gemara, 
So the continuing the quote of the Brisa, we said Pashad Barachatz Rachatz Velavash. It says the Gemara, hold on one second. We finished our quote of the Brisa. The Gemara says that's a problem. These Psukim, when it says Virachatz, you're using it as a Marimakom to tell me that you need Kiddushadayim Viraglayim. But that's not what the Pasuk means. What does the Pasuk mean when it says Virachatz? Hi, but the psukim, when it says verachatz, is talking about going to the mikvah. But when you use that pasuk to tell me that you're chayav to do kiddush adayim v'raglaim ten times, you're quoting a pasuk that's talking about tvila. Tvila is not kiddush adayim v'raglaim. Tvila is mikvah. Kiddush adayim v'raglaim is by the key, or you're washing your hands, you're washing your feet. So it says the Gemara, how can you do that? So answers the Gemara halfway down. Because the words verachatz are not necessary. To teach us about tevila, why not? Because the nafkale, we know the, that the obligation for, for tevila was learned out elsewhere. Mi big day kodesh heim. That's what we learn from another pasuk. So therefore, this double use of the word berachatz, which seemingly is extraneous because we already know of our of our chiyuv to go to the mikvah. So therefore, these words berachatz are then applied to nehu inyan lekidush. We can therefore use these extra words to teach us the chiyuv to go. Uh, do twice by every time the person goes to the coin gadol goes to the mikvah. Says the Gemara, if that's what you want to say, okay, the, the words verachat are extra. So because we don't need them by tevila, which is really what they mean, you can use them for something else. That's fine. But then why did the Torah use the words verachat? Just say what you want to, just say it. Just you, If the words verachat are extra, and you're tra- talking about Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim, change the Pasuk to say Kiddush. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu leave it as Virachatz? It says the Gemara HaKamash Malah, and it comes to teach us something very important. The Tevila to Kiddush. The going to the Mikvah is, has a similarity to Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim. Ma Kiddush B'makom Kadosh. Just like when a person does Kiddush Adayim Vraglaim, it has to be in the Mikdash area. Ah, Tevila B'makom Kadosh. That even when one goes to the mikvah, it must be b'makom kadosh, and it cannot be outside the azar. Of course, this is with the exception of the first time he would go to the mikvah. We spent time talking about this a couple of days ago, in that we know that uh, one is obligated to go to the mikvah prior to entering the uh, the azara space. Asks the Gemara of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, who uses these psukim for other purposes, kiddush minale. Rabbi Yehuda uses the pasuk of verachatz verachatz. He uses that for something else, and therefore, how then does he know that with every tefillah there's kiddush adayim v'raglaim, kiddush minale? Says the Gemara, nafkalei mid Rabbalazar and that was a kalbachomer that we saw on the previous page. Um, uh, you can take a look there; it's one third, two, three fourths of the way down on the bottom of the other page. That's where Rabbi Huda learned out the obligation to do um, uh, to do kiddush adayim v'raglaim twice. Now we're going to analyze. Uh, yet another part of our Mishnah, but it's not going to be with a quote. We're two-thirds of the way down. Amar Abchizda, the Rebbe, the Shita of Rebbe, Mifka Midrav Meir. It is excluding the Shita of Rav Meir. Umifka Rabbanan. It's also excluding the Shita of the Rabbanan. The Gemara is going to detail how. Mifka Rabbanan. The Shita of Rebbe that we saw is different than the Rabbanan because of the following. Ilu Rabbanan. According to the Rabbanan, Amre, they hold Lavush Mekadesh. When he puts on his clothes, he is Mekadesh Shadayim Beraglaim. He holds that it's when he disrobes that he does Kiddush Adayim and therefore Rebbe and the Rabbanon don't fit. And continuing with the theme, Rebbe is also different than Mekadesh. The last time that he does Kiddush Adayim is when he has his clothes fully on. He says, no, the last time you do it is not when you're fully dressed, it's when you've disrobed for the final time. Okay. 
So that's what uh, the, that's why Rebbe doesn't fit with both the Rabbanan and Rav Meir. And then says the Gemara as follows: That was all the sheet of Rav Chizda. And then the Gemara says, "Amar Ravacha, uh, Amar Ravacha Bar Yaakov, no, you're wrong, the, Rav Chizda. Rav, Rav Chizda thought that nobody else would fit with Rebbe, but says Rav Yaakov, he argues Ravacha Bar Yaakov. I argue with Rav Chizda's understanding. Hakol modem mikidusheni shelovesh va'achar kach makadosh. Everyone agrees, namely he even agrees with Rav Meir that." Um, that that you do after the close around my time. How does he know this to be true? Because the Pasuk says, four fifths of the way down, when you approach the Mizbech, if all that you have yet to do is walk up to the Mizbech, that is when you do Kiddush However, if a person it doesn't have their clothes on, so then they can't do they can't do a kiddush adayim So therefore we see mufurish and the psukim basically mufurish. It is a drasha, but it seems pretty clear in the psukim that when a person is not yet dressed, that that's then they don't do kiddush adayim braglaim. How right that we do we do kiddush adayim braglaim after the levisha? So Amalei Ravacha by the Rava the Ravashi lo Ravchiza isle de Ravacha Ravchiza cannot agree to Ravacha lo Ravacha isle de Ravchiza and it can't be the other way that the Ravacha holds like Ravchiza because if you did, then what would end up happening was that there's actually Three scenarios by every tefillah of doing kiddush adai and raglaim. And if you say that, im kain If you hold like the shita of Rebbe, and you mixed up the and you hold like both Rav Chizda's understanding of Rebbe and Rav Achabar Yaakov's understanding of Rebbe, then that would mean that there are three moments of uh, it's before you take off your clothes, after you take off your clothes, and after you put on your clothes. That's three. And for five avodas, that's three kiddushim yadayim raglaim. Says the Gemara, habulechamesar kiddushin. Then you've broken our mesorah. Our mesorah is that the coin gadol does ten kiddushim yadayim raglaim. But if you say that both Rav Chizda and Rav Achav Yaakov are everything is kafta Rav everyone we hold it's just a happy world. You're right and you're right and everybody's right. So then the price is going to be wrong and that's impossible. So therefore, says the Gemara, it has to be that they're mutually exclusive. Here we are. We're uh, six lines from the bottom. After two dots. Yes. We said in our Mishnah that um, that the Kohen Gadol would do the Kriza. He would do a little bit of a cut. We're not exactly sure uh, what that what that meant in the, from the Mishnah. My Kiratso says the Gemara. It's the language of actually killing, namely of actually doing a sufficient amount of the cutting to consider the animal to be dead, which is what we would call Shrita. And then what did we say after that? We said that then another Kohen would take over. But before we do that, let's continue here. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak Maikra. What is the Pasuk that supports this understanding that the word Kiratso means Ketala? Says the Gemara as follows, quoting a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Eglo Yefefi Amitzrayim Karat Mitzafon Bava. So how, does the, how is the word Karatz used here? Says the Gemara, my mashma. What is implied in this Pasuk? Says the Gemara as follows. Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef explains this Pasuk. Malka There was a beautiful king in Mitzrayim, a great king in Mitzrayim. Amamin Kitolin, killing, right? Kirato Kitolin. Mitzifona Yaisunala from the north. Oh, so therefore we see that it's a language of killing. Asks the Gemara, Kiratzo Bekama. How does it work out in halachic terms? Amar Ula Birov Shnaim. We know, of course, that Mida Oraisa, in order to take an animal from alive to dead and to keep it halachically kosher, one is obligated to cut with a perfectly kosher shechita knife, and they're obligated to cut rov shnayim, the majority of the kana and the veshet, the windpipe and the esophagus. That is what changes and transforms an animal from being alive to being fully kosher. 
of course, malicha, all the other things. Yeah, obviously, but just at a, at a minimum for shechita to do that. V'chein Amar of Yochanan Baruch Shnayim were four lines from the bottom of the page on the base and the base that he agrees as well. He agrees here as well that the kritza in our Mishnah that the Kohen Gadol does is that he takes the knife and he cuts into the uh, neck of the animal enough to cut through rov, chana, and veshet, the majority of the windpipe in the esophagus. He agrees here as well. Um, what is the af? What's the language of surprise? Says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom. Once we've already learned the din, that rubo shall echad kamohu, that cutting most of one is like cutting all of one. Then, lama shaninu, why then did we have a Mishnah that wrote, rov echad be'of, the rov shnayim be'behema? Why then did we have that? We already know, rov, we, we know what it means, just we don't, we don't need a double language. So answers the Gemara, lefisha shaninu, hevilo es atamit kiratso. Because we said that the Kohen Gadol would take the Korban Tamit and do kritza, he would do that cutting. And another Kohen would finish cutting through the rest of the Simanim, the Kohen and the Veshet. And then the Kohen Gadol was Vikibel es Hadam Vizarku. And then he, that's why we did this in the first place. The reason why the Kohen Gadol Bichlau did the Kritza, that he did this first cut and then switched and allowed somebody else, was because the Kohen Gadol was going to do the Kabbalah Saddam as well. We had to make sure that he did a good job of collecting all of the Dam. So Yachol, lo meirek yehei pasal. Maybe we should say that if that second Kohen didn't cut through the rest of the Simanim, it wouldn't be kosher anymore, it would be pasal. The Gemara interrupts its flow and says, what? Wait, 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 wait. What kind of habit mean is that? Yachol, lo yehei meirek, lo meirek yehei pasal. We already did robe of the Khan and the Veshet. That's what all the Tanaim just, all the Amorim just explained. That the Kohen Gadol took the knife and he cut robe Khan of the Veshet. So how could it possibly be possible? So it says the Gemara in Cain, if we are saying that this second Kohen is required to cut the rest of the Simonim, then in Cain, then the Avoda was now being done by a second Kohen, a non-Kohen Gadol. That can't be. Tanya. Moshe and Yeshua, who got the credit for bringing Ali Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael, Yeshua, even though Moshe did the right. Oh, very nice, a very nice raya. But here it couldn't be that way because, says the Gemara, the Kohen Gadol had to do the whole avodah, Vitanya, bottom line, kol avodah siyum like in It only had to be done with the Kohen Gadol. Uh, so that can't be. So therefore, Hachi Kamar says the Gemara, Yachol Yehei Pasol Midarabana. That's what the Gemara meant. It didn't mean to say that it's Pasol Midaraisa. Of course, once the Kohen Gadol did the Kritza, he cut through the Khan and the Veshet, 51% of each. Of course, Pasha, it's going to be that it's going to be uh, Kashi Midaraisa. Right, maybe it should be Pasol Midarabana on top of Lamagyam, Lamad Aleph, the Kachaninu. Therefore, we had the extra language of Rov Echad Ba'ofer, Rov Shnai Bebehema to teach us that once he does the Kritza, even if the other Kohen won't do anything else, the halacha is that it's not even Paslam Midrabanan. So ask the Gemara, if that's true, if it's true that if the second Kohen does nothing, that the animal is perfectly fine, there's not even a Psul Midrabanan on the animal, so why does our Mishnah detail that the Kohen Gadol is going to cut 51%? Then he's going to give the Shechita knife to another Kohen, he's going to cut the next 49%. Who cares? It's not even a Psul Midrabanan. What is he doing? Why do we have this whole setup in the base of Mikdash? Leave it alone. The animal's kosher, it's dead, fine, move on, says the Gemara, because mitzvah lemarik. Oh, you're right, of course it's not a psul derabana. There's a special idea for this second coin to cut all the way through. Why? Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, fourth, uh, third line of Rashi, dibur hamaskal mitzvah lemarik, kide lehotzi es hadam yofe, to get more blood out. The zrika of the coin gadol will be greater 
if his Kabbalah of Dan is greater, but because he's the one who has to do the Kabbalah. So he does the Kritza. He quickly grabs a, a jug in order to put her under the neck of the animal. The other coin finishes the next 49% and the blood comes out in, in greater spurts and therefore he can collect more. Fine, beautiful. So that's what the Gemara says. Now, three lines from the top, the Gemara is going to quote the flow of how things worked in the Beis HaMikdash. Of course, as mentioned, this can be found in the Siddur by Korbanos with slightly different uh, girsos, uh, but I'll read it as, as we have it here in the Gemara, three lines down. He would set up the Beis HaMikdash as follows. It was in the name of a tradition that he had. We saw a, a dissenting opinion a number of blood ago, but all of this is according to Abashal. Here's the order. On top of the Mizbeach, there were two fires, a big one and a small one. The big one was built first. The second one was for the Ktoros, but the big one was built first. Then, that second fire on the top was prepared, and before the two blocks of wood were put on the Ma'arachah. And then, and the order uh, of events here is that this, the, the two blocks of wood were put on before they would clean out the Mizbeach HaPnimi. And cleaning that out was before before cleaning out five out of the seven of the candelabra of the menorah. And the five candles that they were cleaning out was prior to the shita of and the um, the shita of the dama tamid of the zrika sadam of the dama tamid the dama tamid kodem latavashteni rose and the zrika sadam was before the 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 final two candles of the menorah that tavashteni was kodem lektores and then. First, they would do the two candles followed by the Ktoros. They would do the Ktoros and then bring the Avarim from the Tamid, the Avarim the Mincha. The Avarim were done before the, before the flower was done. And the Mincha was done before the Chavitim, the special Kohen Gadol um, uh, bringing that was brought. The Chavitim, the Nesachin, that was done before the wine. The the Musafin. If it was a day of a Korban Musaf, then the Nesachin, the wines, like the libations were done before the Musaf. And the Vazichin and the Musafin were done before the Vazichin, which was the frankincense, which was used for the Lechem Apanim inside the Kodesh. And that was done prior to the the Korban Tamshav Ben Harbaim. Shne Emar Biktir Aleha Chalve Ashlamim Aleha. What does it mean when it says Aleha in the Pasuk Hashlem Kola Korbanos Kula? Very good. So that's the Brisa. It's not, uh, that's the Brisa. That's uh, not really a Brisa. It's a Bay. It's an Amor. But he organized the flow according to Abishal. So now uh, what we're going to do is we're going to learn almost to the end of the page. We're going to learn the first three elements of Abaye and the flow that uh, that we have here at the top of the page. We're one-third of the way down. What did we just say? We said that the large fire is built before the small fire of the Torahs. How do we know that this is true? Says the Gemara to Bryce. The Tanya, the Bryce writes, This Pasuk, what is it talking about? This Pasuk is talking about and it's starting at the night. So we build that first. What does that Pasuk mean? That Pasuk, Zoma, Rocha, Shnei, Shalk, Torah. So that's how, how the Gemara understands these Pesukim in the Brisa. Says the Gemara, Ve'e Maybe I could say, no, you got the Pesukim backwards. Really, the first one's talking about the Marocha for the Torah, and the second one's talking about the Marocha Gdola. Says the Gemara, um, no. Mistabra Marocha Gdola Adifa, Shekem Kaparos, Meruba. We don't do that. We say that the Marocha is more of a focal point. Why? <laughs> more of a focal point is because there's more Kapara on the Marach Gdola in volume than there is on the Marach for the Ktores. Remember that the fire for the Ktores, no kapara was done there. The fire for the Ktores was just to take the embers 
from that smaller fire and bring it into the Kodesh to do the Torah. So there, punk on that spot, there was no kapar at all. It was used for the embers to get kapar in the Mikdash, but right there, the for sure the Ma'aracha Gdola was greater. Adiraba says the Gemara, maybe not. Maybe we should say Ma'aracha Shnia Adifa Shken Machnitzi Mimenalifni. Ah, another argument again. But, but from the Marucha, from the small one, we're scooping up in there and going into the Kodesh to do the Torah. So maybe that's more special. Says Gemara, there are more episodes of Kapar that take place on the Marucha Gdola than take place with the Torah. Another possible answer as to why the Marucha Gdola is before the Marucha Shnil Torah is because let's say that the fire blew out on the small Marucha. What are you going to do for the Torah? You're going to go get some embers from the Marocha Gdola. So at the end of the day, even if we had the default between the two, we'd say the Marocha Gdola is, is, is greater than the Marocha Shnir Soktoros. Next, uh, what was the second part of this? Says the Gemara. We said that the uh, small um, fire that was made for the Ktoros was before the bringing of the blocks that go in the Marocha Gdola. How do we know? Two thirds of the way down, they see the Pasuk writes, Uvi'er Aleha Hakohen Eitzim Baboker Baboker. It says, Uvi'er Aleha, there was something burned while something else was burning. Aleha Velo Al Chaberta, there were two things up. One was before the other. So we see that the Shnei Gizur Eitzim was after the Victoras. Michlal de Isa Lechaberta asks the Gemara, you can't do this. We need the word Aleha anyways, in and of itself, to teach us exactly that, that you have to put the fire, you have to, you have to have a fire somewhere else. So you can't use the Pasuk twice, says the Pasuk, the Gemara, don't worry about it. It has it multiple times in the Pasuk, the word Aleha, so you can darshan from it multiple times, because it's a different word. Final section for the evening, Sidur Shnei Gizre'etzim. Abba Sha'ul said that when it came to Sidur Shnei Gizre'etzim, those two blocks of wood were kodem ladishim izbech that those were done before cleaning out the uh, the mizbech apnimi in the kodesh on the northern wall. Says the Gemara, Afal gav baboker baboker. By one area of halacha, by the by the shnei gizraitim, it says the word boker twice. Ve'hacha, and also by the mizbech apnimi, it also says ksi baboker baboker. Afilu hachi machshir adiv. That which will be a machshir for a mitzvah, namely warming up wood, the shnei gizraitim, is better than cleaning out the mizbech inside. Machir Mainihu, what's the Machir? Says the Gemara, Shnegiz Reitzim, the Shnegiz Reitzim, that is going to be the preference. The Amrit Shnegiz Reitzim, the Marocha Gdola Azle, but they go to the Marocha Gdola, and we're talking about the about, about the, uh, the Mizbech that's inside. Amr Abirmiya, you're right, Shumates, and we're talking about wood in general. Wood in general is better than cleaning something out, even though it's for the Marocha on the outside and not for the Mizbech on the inside. Ravina Amar, hold the Hitzchil, the Ma'aracha, Gomer. He says, but there's a different reason why we're focusing on the Ma'aracha. It's not about the Kedusha Shabbat. It's because once we started with the Ma'aracha, we want to continue with the Ma'aracha. So we built the Ma'aracha first, and then we're going to add the Shnei Gizreitim to the Ma'aracha. Ravashi uh, will be our last Shita for tonight. Ravashi Amar, Yet again, we see that there's still a greatness to the Ma'aracha Gdola, which is that if there were to have been a problem, there's no... Uh, that there's no fire on inside the Mizbeach. What are you going to do? You go to the Marach HaGdola, where there's for sure going to be a fire. And that brings us to the end of the evening on Shabbos. Emir Tashem will pick up an hour before Mincha, right before, uh, right four lines from the bottom of Lama Gimel Amir Aleph. Just a scheduling update for uh, Yantif. We'll be learning Tafyomi at 11.30 p.m. Um, on uh, Sunday night. Um, I think Tafyomi one day is an hour and 45 minutes before Mincha because someone's speaking. Pretty sure that's what happened. We'll look at the schedule. And on Tuesday, it's going to be uh, an hour before Mincha. But just uh, take a look at the schedule. We'll go one blot Sunday night, one blot Monday, one blot Tuesday.
wishing you all a beautiful night.